Hello and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Reflections here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're continuing in Acts chapter 27, starting in verse 27. I'm going to read it and we'll get right into today's conversation. On the 14th night, we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea, when about midnight the sailors sensed they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Altogether, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. So, Garrett, as we look at this next part of the story this week, what can we take away from it? Well, I, the big thing that I notice is that this is the turning point uh, between Paul and the crew mm. where they start listening to Paul. Mm. Paul sort of takes command of the ship that's delivering him to Rome mm-hmm. to, be, to be tried <laughs> and persecuted. Uh, but they obviously recognize that he has some authority, that he has some wisdom that they need to listen to. Mm, absolutely. And like we talked about in, in our previous episodes, we talked about how these guys were not willing to listen to Paul. And that's why they're in the trouble they're in already. And, and now, as you mentioned, this is the turning point. They finally are starting to listen to him, uh, maybe because they need to rely on him. And they're in desperation, finally turning to the the person they should have been turning to because he was receiving instructions from the Lord himself. Uh, so it is interesting to see that, that he, they make this uh, dramatic shift to starting to listen to him. And he encourages them to eat and, and he reminds them of God's promise to them that, that they were not going to have even a hair of their head perish, uh, that they were all going to be saved as long as they all stayed on the boat. What else can we take away from this? I think we see early on it's it's striking to read that they all prayed for daylight. Mm. They dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. Now, I, I'm not up on the Greek, but I would think if the translation's right, they means Paul plus some of the mm. others there. So is that a, a conversion story? Is is Paul, you know, affecting revival on this ship? Maybe. Could be. Yeah, we talked about, uh, in the previous weeks, once again, we talked about how these guys weren't turning to God and how Paul was being a witness for the Lord in this place. And he was using the opportunity to share the Lord with them and his promise that, that he had revealed to Paul to these men. And so we see in this story uh, a hint, at least, that would lead us to believe that these men, or at least some of them, were at least open to the Lord at this point so that they, they were praying with him because they seems to mean more than just Paul. Uh, so I, I think that's definitely significant in this. We're seeing someone, Paul, uh, being a, an effective witness for Jesus, shining the light of Christ in this dark situation, very desperate situation, and, and people are responding 
And that's what we were talking about in, in our previous episode of, of how we need to do the same thing in the lives of those around us. We need to be shining for Christ uh, no matter what situation it is and, and take advantage of every opportunity because we never know who may be listening and watching and, and who the Lord may be working in. And, and certainly it seems like he was doing something in the lives of these men by, by using Paul. Some of them. Yeah. Because we read on yeah. in the next verse, after they prayed, some of them tried to sneak yeah. off on oh, the life Yeah, not so all of them. <laughs> I think that's a good word of caution, right? So we can we can see there that it, if if we take they to mean everyone on board prayed, and then the next verse <laughs> that some of them were then trying to steal the lifeboats and leave them behind, uh, some of them were probably faking the praying, uh-huh. right? So I think we need to be alert of that too, and that's something that I've sort of been discussing, you know, like I'm praying that all this cultural strife and, and nonsense we're seeing is pushing some people past the tipping point to where they wake up and they mm. they recognize that they need Christ, they need something solid to hold on to, but in that we also have to be careful. We have to be ready for hopefully the 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 harvest of new converts that the Lord is going to give us, mm. but also watchful for those people that are going to try and sneak in and steal the lifeboats mm. or, you know, sabotage the whole operation, and so to speak. Absolutely. I think that's a great point in this story, too, that we, that we might just pass over as a subplot in this. But I think it's a very important part that, that these men, not all of them got it. Whether or not they all prayed or it was just a part of them praying or, or they really did all pray, uh, it, they immediately tried to go to the, the lifeboats and, and sneak off the ship. And uh, Paul, Paul quickly put an end to that and said, no, if you, if you want to be saved, you all have to stay on this boat because that was the instructions the Lord had given him. And so we need to be careful as Christians uh, that we are discerning, as you said, because there are going to be people in our lives who claim to be Christians. We see this all the time, especially today. We, we see people claiming to be Christians who are not living as Christians. So we, we see people who all, they all want to say thank you to God in a good moment or cry out to God in a bad moment, but they don't want anything to do with him the rest of the time. And so we have to be careful as Christians that we're discerning about that. Uh, that we are still witnessing to those people, but we need to be careful that we don't just assume that because everyone's coming to church or coming to a prayer meeting or a Bible study, we can't just assume that everyone is truly a Christian. We have to uh, continue to point them to Jesus constantly. What else can we get in this as we apply this passage to our life? Well, I think following the same line of thinking, I think it shows that, you know, Paul headed off whatever little plan that that group had off the past, but he doesn't necessarily give up on him, right? Like mm. he, he uses his authority and he sort of lays down the law, so to speak, of, of how is it going to go. But he doesn't say, okay, we caught these guys stealing the ship, keel haul them or, you know, toss them overboard. Like mm. he, he brings them back in. He says, no, this is we're, we're we all have to stay on the ship if this is going to work. And, and he keeps working with them. And we see in the last part, you know, something similar that we saw very, um, Harkening back to a couple of Christ miracles and, and feeding a lot of people with with a little bit of food, um, mm. but he just he just keeps leading um, through prayer, um, an example, and through serving. Mm, absolutely, and he doesn't give up on those men, like you were saying. He, he continues to lead these men. He continues to try to witness uh, on behalf of Christ, and he continues to encourage them uh, by by pointing pointing them to the direction of the food and, and having them do this, even though it may have seemed crazy to them that they were going to have food right before a shipwreck. Uh, Paul was in, encouraging uh, them to to do this because he knew the promise of God, and that promise of God was something he was holding on to that enabled him. 
uh, to be an effective witness to these men because he already was confident and had faith in who his God was and what he was going to do. He was able to then encourage those around him. And I think for us as Christians, we can do that as well. We already know the promises of God. Uh, if we're studying our scripture, if we're in prayer, we, we already know what God's doing in our lives, or at least part of that. And we already know what God's done in the past. So we're able to encourage those around us who maybe haven't looked to God before, just like these men. They didn't seem to have have a knowledge or a faith in God at the beginning of the story. Uh, and they seem to be a little bit more open to it as the story goes on. But each part of the story, we see a little bit more of how Paul is pointing each of them closer to God, closer to Jesus. Uh, and, and we start to see the results of that, I think, in this section. Well, we hope you've been challenged by this section and that you'll join us next time as we go on to the next portion of this chapter on other Lakeside Reflections here on Heavenward Thinking.